Private debt is considered a rather niche industry, which means breaking into the sector can be difficult, especially for women. As it stands, only 42% of women working in private debt front office distribution roles hold senior positions, compared with 61% of men according to Jensen Partners data. Despite this, private debt firms have been making moves towards greater diversity and inclusivity, which is reflected in their hiring patterns. But is the pace of progression enough? And how can firms ensure they build a company environment that supports women as they navigate their careers? In this instalment of our four-part series, we'll explore these issues with two women in private debt featured in PDI's 2022 Women of Influence in Private Markets list. I'm Evie Rissman, and this is Spotlight. Nicole Downer, Managing Partner at MV Credit, fell into private debt after university when she joined the Bankers Trust. There, she helped develop a structured private debt solution for the trust's real estate arm. I went on to develop this product further at Deutsche Bank when Deutsche Bank took over Bankers Trust and worked there till 2005, at which point I joined former colleagues from Bankers Trust, who are also the founders of MB Credit, at MB Credit to continue working in private credit. So on the structuring side, but also on the credit side. Despite working with supportive male colleagues, Downer argues that men in the industry rarely understand that their career paths are often easier than those of their female colleagues. Let me start by saying that I've worked with many supportive male colleagues, you know, who appreciate people for their talents rather than considering their gender. But what I will say is much rarer example, which I've been lucky enough to experience, is the male who actually understands that we don't work in a meritocracy. And in fact, on average, their career path is easier than the woman's career path. So I, I would say, you know, find a lot of men who really do understand and don't think about gender, but very few who actually appreciate that they're kind of in an advantaged position. Andrea Fernandez, partner at Aries Management, was first exposed to private equity in 2007 when she was part of the deal team that took Blackstone and Fortress public after which she had a keen interest in asset management. There's a lot of ways in which you can get involved in this industry. There's the deal side, of course, but there's also the fundraising side, the business development side, structuring side, and other areas. I always wanted to be on the relationship side. And initially I worked in asset management firms that were allocating capital to private equity managers and co-investing alongside them in many of their investments. And that experience gave me real perspective of how the institutional LP capital market worked. And this experience has been hugely valuable in my role today, as I had exposure to best-in-class GPs, their investor relation efforts, and how they thought about building their business. I then started looking into fundraising roles. And at the time, private equity was very established and the teams were already already in place and there was not a lot of opportunity to take leadership. However, private debt was still early in its development and I saw a real opportunity to lead an effort and build a team. Like Downer, Fernandez agrees that company culture is extremely important in ensuring that women feel heard. You know, I'm lucky to work with a great group of colleagues. Many of them I can call my friends. And Aries is known in the market for having a great culture. And, and in fact, we do. And even though most of my colleagues are male, they have never made me feel like I'm different because of my gender. She adds that women also bear the burden when it comes to maternity, which can be difficult to handle. And one of the biggest challenges I had was to navigate maternity from being 
pregnant and not feeling I was operating at my best to having to take time off work when we had exciting projects going on. And the journey is very different and personal for every woman out there. But for me, at the end, I had a very positive experience because Aries has been incredibly supportive in this journey. The firm is really focused on attracting and promoting women talent and is very sensitive to these issues. We have structures and policies in place to make sure we're encouraging this gender diversity. And not only I think we have best-in-class maternity policies, but from a practical perspective, I felt that my career development was not hurt by the fact that I had to take some time off to be with my family. So my advice to younger women would be to do their diligence as they're looking for opportunities as to how supportive their prospective employer will be, because I think that's important for women in the industry. Fernandez further advises that women be transparent with their employer when it comes to starting a family. And by not saying anything, you let people make their own assumptions, and maybe those assumptions are the wrong assumptions. So if you're open about your plans for having a family, you also create a sense of real partnership with your colleagues. Another challenge women face is that they often have to shout louder in order for their ideas to be taken seriously, Downer says. I just feel you almost have to be better. You almost sometimes have to speak louder, maybe be more forceful or or persistent, really, to be treated the same as your male colleagues. So, you know, this cliche of saying something and then having it repeated by a male colleague a few minutes later and everyone acknowledging it when he said it versus you is something I have to say, unfortunately, still happens incredibly regularly in the industry. I would say the other thing is that too many men in our industry are only seem to be comfortable with this, you know, traditional feminine traits in female colleagues. So they can be quite intolerant of women who have similar characteristics to men. You know, I've heard myself being referred to as overly aggressive when I've said exactly the same thing as someone who has come across as, you know, smart and interesting and ambitious if if they're a, a, a man. To tackle this, Downer suggests spending some quality time with colleagues to gain some insight into their thinking in order to help come up with a solution. So quite often when I have been accused of being aggressive in a meeting, I've waited till after the meeting and spend one-on-one time with colleagues to understand exactly what they think and why they think that. And, you know, I do question if they would have said the same thing if my gender had been different. And so quite often that realisation comes through. But the other thing I would say is, you know, just be persistent, continue to be yourself, continue to do what works for you. And if you're accused of that, point it out and keep doing it. Don't step back because what will happen is increasingly as women show that we're not a a cliche or, or what we look like and how we behave, it will just become more and more acceptable. She reiterates the value in women just being themselves. I guess it's a bit of a cliche, but I would say very much believe in yourself and the value you bring. So don't try and fit into what you think is expected of you, which is a little bit, I think, what I did when I started my career, and I wish I hadn't. Uh, So it took me a long time to genuinely believe that I had value to add. You know, that imposter syndrome I hear about over and over again with women, and it's such a shame because I see such incredible value from the get-go. So, you know, I would say bringing your perspectives, your contributions are useful, and they're even more useful when they're different. You know, what this industry needs is different perspectives, different views to a a range of uh, issues that are discussed. So I think 
understanding that difference is actually more valuable than fitting in is something that, that I would say. And then the other thing is just to be persistent. So there will be setbacks, there will be unfairness, there will be obstacles. Sadly, that is the case. Just build the stamina to overcome them. Fernandez also says not to feel overwhelmed if it just so happens you're one of the only females on the team. I would say don't be intimidated if you're in an interview process and women are underrepresented. I think things are changing, but I also think being one of the first women in a team can be very valuable as women bring different skill sets and perspectives to the table. And it might be a good opportunity to make an impact. So I would speak to other senior women who have been successful and try to reflect and learn from their experiences. And one of the things I like to underscore is the importance and value of networking. And when I say networking, I don't mean LinkedIn connections. I mean building real relationship networks and finding mentors. You know, for example, the opportunity of joining Aries didn't come from a headhunter. It came from a relationship that I had built over many years. So again, I would encourage women on focusing on building these networks I think will be hugely valuable as you navigate your career. When it comes to attracting women, the industry is not doing well enough, Downer argues. I've literally just returned from one of the most prominent conferences in our industry and the dominance of white males in attendance and more specifically all male panels, I found absolutely shocking. And I think that's even more uh, kind of uh, shocking for me because actually MV Credit is a very diverse firm. So we do have, uh, you know, at least 50% of staff as women. We have quite a strong showing of senior women within the firm. So you get, especially through COVID, where I wasn't kind of out and about as much, you get to the point where you think that this industry is more inclusive and more positive. And then when you actually look at it, it really isn't. So I would say <laughs> this kind of true inclusiveness, I think, is elusive still in a number of institutions in our industry. I, I think there's definitely a need for more training, for more awareness, for continual discussions of issues, and to some extent kind of positive reinforcement of women, so ensuring women are heard and seen in events like the ones I've just been at, but in general within the industry. So, you know, there are all these statistics you get, but when it comes down to who's giving their opinion, it is still middle-aged white men predominantly in this, in this industry. So I, I do think... That needs to change. Aside from this bleak reality, Dana says change is happening, even if it is at a slower pace. We're seeing some of this change coming from investors. You know, they are expecting greater DEI in order to invest. You know, ESG has really led the way. DEI is also part of a lot of investors' agenda. I think nothing talks like money in our industry. So if an investor is saying, in order for me to invest in you, I need to see this. I think you'll see it. It's a shame that it takes something like that, but I think that is what is going to bring kind of the permanent, the real change. So much more engagement, much more discussion, but also investors basically putting their money where the mouth is and saying, we're not going to invest in you as a firm unless we start to see these changes. Downer adds that in order to attract a truly diverse workforce, the industry needs to change how it views candidates at a recruitment level. I think to truly attract and retain a diverse workforce, I do think the industry has to fundamentally change. For instance, I think it needs to change its definitions of what a successful professional is. You know, we still use words like ambitious, which 
quite often translates into star culture, lack of teamwork, possibly not even playing by the rules. These are very masculine traits and frankly, white masculine traits, and, and it will put off a lot of potential applicants. We talk about dedicated, which basically means willing to put all other aspects of your life either on hold or in second place. Again, doesn't work for a lot of people. The good news is it doesn't work for a lot of men as well. So I'm talking about diversity, but we're not even talking about just white men. We're talking about a type of white man, you know, someone who literally is comfortable to just do one thing, you know. So I do think there's a structural change that has to be made. When looking at the end goal, Dana is cautiously optimistic. I think there are some really strong initiatives about. I see what a difference investors have made on the ESG side, and I hope that that is going to feed its way into the DEI side as well. You know, and I, it's interesting because ESG is very much uh, at the forefront of European investors' agendas. What I'm seeing in, in the US, US investors, DEI is more of in the kind of uh, top of their agenda, more so than ESG. So hopefully what we'll see globally is investors are looking at both of these things uh, and it will push things forward. But the rate of change on ESG the last few years has been phenomenal. It's been such a success story and it's so positive and I do feel very positive for that. And I hope to see the same with DEI. So I would say cautiously optimistic. We see that pressure being applied. I do think the changes will come. Fernandez agrees that change may not come about as fast as it should, but she emphasizes that we will get there. I think there's a lot of momentum for women in today's environment. ESG is front and center for all of our investors, our companies, our sponsors. Inclusion and diversity are a big part of it. And I can already see changes from the time when I was a first year investment banking analyst. And there were very few senior women around. Today, if I look around at areas, I see many senior women in a position of influence with a real seat at the table that younger generations can look up to. As I said, I think we just need to be realistic about the pace of the change. These changes take time and it will take us years to see a meaningful step. But the good news is that senior management is embracing diversity and you can see there's a real structural shift from the top. So I think it's a good time to break into the industry. There's a lot of tailwinds in the market. The asset class continues to grow. And as I said earlier, there's a lot of ways in which you can get involved that not necessarily means being in a deal team. It means you can participate in very different ways. And I would encourage any woman thinking of joining the industry to learn more about it, to seek advice and to build networks with industry leaders. That again was Nicole Downer of MV Credit and Andrea Fernandez of Ares Management, both of whom are featured in the debt category of PEI's Women of Influence in Private Markets List 2022, which you can find at privatedebtinvestor.com and other PEI media titles. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts or at any of PEI media's various titles online. I'm Evie Russman. Thanks for listening.